Hi, and welcome. I'm Steve Martorano, and this is the Behavioral Corner. You're invited to hang with us as we discuss the ways we live today, the choices we make, the things we do, and how they affect our health and well-being. So you're on the corner, the Behavioral Corner. Please, hang around a while. Okay, hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Steve Martorano, and this is the Behavioral Corner. This is a place where we gather. We, we like to think of it as... Uh, kind of metaphorically a street corner where we're hanging and we're sitting on the stoop and we're, and we're talking about the way we behave, the, the choices we make, the behaviors we exhibit, and how all of those things uh, significantly impact our mental health, our spiritual well-being, our entire lives. That's sort of the thumbnail description of what behavioral health is all about. The, uh, the uh, behavioral corner is underwritten by our good, good friends uh, and great partners, Retreat Behavioral Health, and we have with us uh, two of the, uh, just the mo- my favorite people. They really are for a number of reasons. First of all, these uh, these two women are poster people for successful working moms. And, and we'll uh, tell you all about that. They have a backstory, like a lot of people that involve active addiction, but they are, as I said, uh, inspiring because I can't think of two better examples of just demonstrating what's possible. That's all I'm saying. You might not be able to do what they did, but at least they're here to tell you they did it and it's possible. And if that weren't all enough, this is their third visit for what we sort of laughingly refer to as home for the holidays. Um, Maggie Hunt is with us. Hi, Maggie. Hi. And, and her running her running partner, Grace Schober. Hi, Grace. Hi. Uh, both, both, as I say, are, uh, are successful uh, career women. They have, uh, they work for Retreat Behavioral Health and we'll find out what they're doing there now. But, Three years ago, when I said to Maggie, you know, I bet you it's not easy to go home for the holidays because we all know those Hollywood movies, you know, where the quirky family shows up for Thanksgiving or Christmas and then hilarity ensues. Uh, That can't be the case when you're in active addiction. So I said, Maggie, can we talk about that? And so she and Grace came together two, two years now. This is three years. And to tell us what home for the holidays is like if you're in active addiction or more specifically, you're making those first steps towards recovery. And you've got a lot of fences to mend. You've got a lot to do at a very fraught, potentially fraught period of time, the holidays. So we welcome them back. And uh, it's good to see you again. I haven't seen you guys in a long time because we're all doing this remote. You look great. Uh, Grace, I know you, before we started this thing, you dropped a bombshell on us. You had COVID, huh? I did have it. Yep. Tell us about it. Um. It. So I've been from it for several weeks at this point um but it was it was tough for me to go through and it hits everybody differently um the rest of my family here in my household like my kids and my fiance they didn't really exhibit any symptoms um i got the worst of it which i prefer anyways i don't want the kids to feel sick and and especially my fiance because that's like the end of the world um (laughs) when he's sick (laughs) but um but you know, it, it took some time to recover from it. I still don't have like smell or taste. Um, but it's nice knowing at this point that once you have it, you're immune to it for at least a significant period of time. And hopefully up until the vaccine's available, um, to take it, but it's definitely a process. Wow. It's amazing. I'm glad you look great by the way. So thank you. That's good. And, uh, Maggie, you have been virus free. I hope. 
Now I have been virus free, but I was going to say it was funny for me on the other side, like talking to Grace every day, because when she first got sick, I was like, maybe you have COVID. She's like, no way, no way, no way, no way. And then, you know, like each day just like got worse. And then she was like, I lost taste and smell. And then we didn't need the results because we already knew. Um, But that, you know, but that, but she definitely like went through, then she had to isolate. So she couldn't be around her family. And so she was depressed because she didn't want to be away from her family. So to be with her throughout that whole process has been definitely interesting from the other side. That's great. I'm sorry. I just have to jump yeah. in because that's a good point that Maggie made is like, you real. I didn't even touch on that. I was touching more of like the physical symptoms. So she's right. Like I was up in my room. Um, cause I got the positive test first. So I was up in my room away from my kids and everything else just isolated. And you do fall into like a depression. You really do. And I would call Maggie and talk about it. I'd be like, I, I like feel not good, you know? Um, so I can see how like, somebody who already has like really bad depression or is like going through a hard time, how that can make it like so much worse. Yeah. This we'll, we'll certainly get into it with regard to coming over the holidays while uh, dealing with um, substance abuse, but boy, talk about the mother of all triggers, right? I mean, you know, this, (laughs) this is, uh, this is really, really a tough one. Let's go, go back uh, in time and talk a little bit about what it was like for you, for you guys, when you were both using and managed to get an invitation to go home for the holidays, because they were probably scarce uh, for a few years. What was it, Maggie, do you remember those first times when you would be invited back for Thanksgiving or Christmas? Yeah, I mean, I remember um, when I was when I was using, I, I was probably on like a little bit of the younger side. So I still lived at home. So like, I would still come, but it was just like a breeding ground for me to like drink and get very silly, let's say, and embarrassed my family. But when I first got sober, I remember I wasn't allowed to come home uh, for Thanksgiving. And so I was like a little bit upset, um, you know, because she was like, well, you can't, no, you can't come home yet. Like I was in a recovery. I think I was in a halfway house at the time. So she's like, no, you have to stay, no, you have to stay up there. No, you can't come home for, you know, certain holidays. And that hurt because, you know, I, I, you know, obviously I take everything personal and I'm super codependent. Um, so like on my mom's side, she's setting boundaries. She's saying like, no, this is good for you. You need to stay up there. You need to, you know, do what you need to do. The best gift that you could give us for this holiday is just like to stay sober. But inside my soul, I'm like, no, every nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. But they're really just like making good decisions for me because yeah. I'm not able to do it myself. Yeah. That's gotta be a tough one. Grace, what was it like for you? Yeah, I mean, um, pretty similar, except like I I know like when Maggie talked about in her family, kind of like when she said it was a breeding ground, my family was more so like I was the black sheep, you know? So like I was the one using and drinking and doing all these things. Um, So for a long time, I wasn't able to same kind of difference too. Like I was in treatment for many um, holidays. And then when I did get sober, I was kind of like silently invited back. Um, So it wasn't like you're not invited. So I would just go. Um, And it was awkward. It was really awkward. There was only a couple people in my family who are pretty like quickly forgiving. Um, and the others took time and still some, it's a work in progress six years later. Um, but it, it, it was an awkward feeling in the beginning. Sure. You, you both, do you both remember situations where you would sit down at the table to, or even just mingle socially before everybody started eating and feel who around the room was going, okay, when's she going to 
When's she going to go off the rails? Where there must have been people in the room going, it's just a matter of time, right? Yeah, my aunt Suzanne um, recently brought up a time where I was like telling everybody that I was sober, but like I was not sober and that she like rounded the corner one time and saw me like putting vodka in a drink and that she just like, we just like both stood there and looked at each other for a while. Like I was like, are you going to say anything? And you know, whatever. But I think for me and also probably for Grace too, early on in sobriety, it's this, this is the conversation that the family has before you even get there is like, are we going to have alcohol with this newly sober person? And then me, I, you know, I'm like, I don't want people to do anything different just because of me. But at the same time, I secretly want there to be alcohol there. So just in case I do decide to drink, it's an option. Um, so it's, it's, and, and then it's, it's an awkward, you know, is there going to be alcohol? Is there not going to be alcohol? What's the best decision? You know, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. whole conversation that we mm-hmm. could have for mm-hmm. days because it's, you know, obviously it's not one size fits all but it's something that you definitely need to talk about when you're a newly sober person in recovery. That's a a great point, Grace. One of the things I I keep, I read about when I read about this stuff is that it's interesting. I think people on the outside of active substance abuse think that this is totally about willpower. And it is, I mean, willpower, keeping your head down, doing what, but there's a whole series of uh, tips that make the process Maggie just talked about easier. And that one is having a plan, having a, having a plan. You can't just walk into the first Thanksgiving dinner when you're using or in recovery and think everything's going to be the same. I keep reading about an exit strategy. Grace, what is, first of all, explain what an exit strategy is. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that Maggie and I talk about. And for me, I was blessed. I differed actually from Maggie's side. My family didn't like want alcohol at the the house and stuff. So that was helpful. Um, But at the same time, like having an exit strategy is having a plan to get out of there when like things get uncomfortable, whether there's alcohol there or not, because my family in particular, some of them would push my buttons because they wanted to see They wanted to see me crack and like break and be like, oh, look, she's the same that she's always been. Um, So there are different reasons to have that exit strategy. And that could be like for me, honestly, in early recovery was calling somebody like Maggie, who's been like a support to me and helped me get sober. And so I would call somebody like Maggie and be like, I need, what do I do? Like, I need to get out of here. You know, so just having a plan in place, if you have to leave, that you're able to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Have the cell phone with you. Yeah, I can absolutely. Just, I, I can just see the conversations all over the all over the place with people slipping off into the powder room or in the basement, going, "Oh my God, get me out of here!" By the way, uh, you you described a, a unique circumstance: people struggling with real, real problems, real diseases, addiction. Uh, but this is a holiday that's difficult. Uh, one, one of my favorite expressions I I don't know where I heard it, but somebody somebody some carmudgeon once said, "Well." Uh, Christmas has us by the throat again, and it can it can feel like that. I mean, it's one of the most stressful times of the year. You're required to do many things, so many things. We don't have a plan for it, but it's necessary to have one for sure in the situation you're talking about. Were there, um, uh, Maggie? Were there um, siblings involved in both your situations? You both have siblings, right? Yeah. Who's looking back on it? Who who's kind of tougher? on the recovering uh, substance abuser. Is it brothers and sisters or mom and dad? Or, or is oh, it pretty well? Brothers and sisters, 100%. 100%. Yeah. They're just mad. They're just mad at you, right? 
Well, yeah. yeah, because they do everything right and get no attention and you do everything wrong and get all the attention. Yep. Whoops. <laughs> that right, Grace? Yeah, well, it's easier too, I think. as I mean, even though they love us and stuff like that, like I know as a parent, it is like must be so extremely difficult to cut your children off. Whereas it's your brother, or your sister, it's maybe a little bit easier to cut them off. Yeah. That's yes, right. Well, you know, a great expression is, you know, you don't get to choose your relatives. Right. So that being the case, I'm cutting that person loose. She's nuts. Right. right? That's the mom and dad is a little tougher. Um, I know, Grace, in particular, that your folks, um, uh, they didn't get to it immediately, but they did arrive at that point where they just went, you got to you got to not come around here anymore. You got to, you got to say, you reached that point too. I'm sure Mag, right? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My, I mean, I don't think with, with my brother, I don't think he forgave me for multiple holidays, you know? So like my anxiety was probably, you know, he's very, um, I don't know what though. He's very like, like cold for a lot, you know, I mean, he's not, but like in my case, he was very cold. I think it was for easy, easier for him to just like accept me as dead than to, you know, be happy yeah. I got sober again, just to be disappointed over and over and over. Right. Over he was, pre- he was in effect protecting himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to do this to me again. And then I guess the other thing, Grace, that's common in a family situation and heightened during a holiday is that the, you know, the brothers and sisters are looking across the table. And even though they can clearly see that your eyes are clearer, your skin's better and you, you know, for all practical appearances look like you're doing okay. There's a resentment there. Oh, everything's okay now. I guess everything's okay. (laughs) Oh, definitely. I mean, and, and truthfully too, like there was times when I felt like I wanted to go and I knew I was like sober and doing well and I wanted to go. But at the same time, I felt a little selfish because I knew that people were like not happy that I was there, which was like a sad feeling because you're like, okay, well I survived and I'm like trying to get through it. And a lot of people don't survive. Um, so it was like hard to be like, why don't they want me there so bad? But there were many times like at family within the first, like one, two years where they would be questioning me to the point where I felt like, did I use, <laughs> like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, it's like when you walk out of a store and you don't buy anything and you're like, I didn't stop lift, keep going straight, you know, like that's how it felt. I'm like, I'm sober, but they're questioning me so harshly. Like, is something wrong with me? Yeah. Yeah. We're talking to uh, Grace Schober and uh, Maggie Hunt. They both are uh, um, working for Retreat Behavioral Health and uh, talking about their experience with uh, substance abuse. And, and again, I, we don't need any uh, any uh, gory details. But when I tell you that both these women were uh, where, where they were headed years ago and where they are now is a, a miracle. They, they, we're not talking about a little bit of trouble with substance abuse, we're talking about the whole nine yards. Uh, so this process that you just described, where it's an odd situation in the holidays, and there are people that are maybe rooting against you, and then there's the, you know, the hostility and all that. I know everybody's different, but what advice, Maggie, would you give somebody facing maybe their first or second time in the holidays under these circumstances? Should they power through that, or or should they stay away? Well, it's hard for me to say because I feel like this year, like people are going to, I'm worried more for people newly sober being alone this year, I think, than anything else. Because like I just, we just canceled all of our Thanksgiving plans that we had for family from out of state. Um, 
So I think I'm a little bit more worried about people being alone than I ever have been, you know, for certain holidays. But I think that, yeah, I mean, having a plan, having an exit plan is always, I have an exit plan no matter where I go yeah. anyway, just because I'm like, if this is going to be terrible, I don't want to be there. So like, I always like have some kind of, you know, plan for wherever I'm going right. to go. But so that's like the most responsible, but I think that like for, for somebody who's struggling on whether or not they're like, go, go to the holiday, I guess, like, yes, power through because any kind of connection might be better than no connection. So like, you know, if you have the opportunity to go and like be with family, like I would say, yes, because it's, you know, times are so uncertain this hot, like this holiday is so strange. So, um, you know, I would say, yeah, power through and, you know, um, people will be in better. I feel like people will be better in better spirits, newly sober than they probably ever have been. I well, Grace, you, getting excited. No, I mean, you guys both know, Grace, you know, for sure that the goal, one of the goals of sobriety is to return to the real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not enough just to not use. You've got to now get back into the real world. And there is, in one sense, there's no truer test of the real world mm-hmm. than dinner with your crazy relatives. Right. Well, so, and- Hey, look, I mean, the thing, the truth of the matter is you could go to a holiday. I think like they're all filled with emotions anyways, like being at the holiday because there's so many people and, you know, things like that. But you could go and it could be the best day and you could still need that exit plan. Like everything might go perfectly and people might be treating you so nicely. And the fact that it's your first holiday sober, you're going to have your own feelings and emotions too, which you need to make sure you take a look at. Like, is this just me feeling this way? you know, um, because everybody else might be really great. So like, whether you think that it's going to be a great day or a bad day, it could always go sour. So make sure regardless, if you have a family like mine who like didn't drink or a family like Maggie, so there was like alcohol there, it, you need a plan either way. Um, so make sure that you have a list of phone numbers that you can call like somebody that's close to you, like Maggie's my sponsor. That would be somebody that I would call right away. Um, make sure you have a meeting that you can go to. Um, because it, you know, any day that ends in why we can we can destroy you know so like let's just be real just because it's the holidays we just have to have a little bit more um you know of a plan under our belt yeah you know what's remarkable about discussing this uh in the context of holidays first of all a couple of things as you point out mag uh this is a unique situation i mean uh, who knows if anybody can go home for the holidays but but um in general the, the thanksgiving in particular is it is a strange holiday in in one sense with regard to family interaction as as anybody uh, you guys know the biggest go out night of the year is not new year's eve it's the wednesday before thanksgiving right because the college kids are back now home and yeah they want to see their friends again but you know they're fortifying themselves for that meal the next day which is always uh, or potentially uh, stressful this year uh grace you same as mag there's no big gathering right not really no i mean there's just going to be the family that's around here um you know very small we're not it's not going to be family from like all over that's like flying in or traveling like maggie said um we're going to keep it small yeah, yeah um, I, just can- I just canceled plans we had family coming from boston and philadelphia canceled both of those. Um, so it'll probably just, I don't even know if my mom will come from Bucks County, just us probably here at the house. Yeah, it's hard. I can't, you know, everybody had these conversations, but I mean, we're being asked or being forced to sacrifice one holiday season so that obviously we can have, you know, a few more. Um, 
Uh, Grace, your family was earlier on involved in the uh, halfway houses. Is that still going on, Grace's house? Yep. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's still going. I will say like for the ladies at the house, just like as a general rule of thumb, we don't um, have people go for overnights, like you said, the night before Thanksgiving, um, because it's just like tricky. Um, But also we make sure that nobody's alone, like Maggie had touched on, like we have people sign a list and like, you know, if there's one person who's going to be home by themselves at the recovery house, we will have them join one of our families, one of management's families. Um, so they're not alone because I mean, I know we talk about like being in a group setting, but Maggie made a really good point too, about being by yourself, um, can be like way worse. So, um, you know, things are going good there. We just try and implement the same things that like Maggie, myself and other people in recovery have to follow kind of on a daily basis. Um, we just don't really have people holding us accountable to it. Um, but these things at the sober house, um, are things that we all have to do to maintain our sobriety. Uh, you just need a little bit more oversight in the beginning. Yeah. Um, it's a remarkable story about your your mom and dad deciding that it's that old thing I said. The model was uh, you went to a substance a resident treatment center uh, 28 days and then you fell in love with one of the doctors there mm-hmm. and you went home. That was the Sandra Bullock huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. method for beating addiction. And, you know, anybody who knows anything about it knows it's 28 days, that's not going to do it. So this halfway house thing is important. And I know there are going to be people uh, this holiday season who that will be the center of their holiday of their holiday season. So it's a really, it's really very valuable. Hey, hey guys, uh, this is the first time you've done the podcast. You did the old radio show. But now, you know, you're going to put your face on the, on the website and uh, you're going to be on the corner. We really appreciate this. And um, by the way, for the record, how long sober, uh, Grace? Uh, six years since September. Amazing. Mag? Um, 11 and a half. It'll be, yeah, 11 and a half. Yeah, we I don't remember need- when she hit that decade point. We're like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big number. Anyway, uh, guys, again, this is our tradition. It's our little Christmas tradition, our little holiday tradition. Uh, th- three now. I, I appreciate that. You, you know, you're really, you're heroes. You really are. I mean, Aww. I don't want to blow smoke, but you guys are something. And thanks. Have a safe, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. We'll probably talk before then. And thank you all for hanging with us uh, on the corner. Take care. Have a nice holiday too. Bye-bye guys. Every storm runs out of rain, according to the great Maya Angelou. Her words can remind us of one very simple truth, that storms do cross our paths, but they don't last forever. So the question remains, how do we ride out this storm of COVID-19 and all the other storms life may throw our way? Where do we turn when issues such as mental health or substance abuse begin to deeply affect our lives? Look to Retreat Behavioral Health. With a team of industry-leading experts, they work tirelessly to provide compassionate, holistic, and affordable treatment. Call to learn more today. 855-802-6600. Retreat Behavioral Health, where healing happens.